0: Yes, uh, Jesus, we just love you. Because the more we see of your goodness, of your love towards us, the more we love you. So Lord, we just um, surrender into the ocean of God's love. We just uh, allow your love to wash over us like the waves of the ocean. And we just accept your love the love that God has towards people that was proven by the Son of God dying for all of us on the cross. Lord, we just accept Your love, Your goodness. We know that You do not condemn us, that You do not desire to punish us for some wrong that we've done yesterday or this morning or last year or 10 years ago. Lord, we stand innocent before God, in the most holy of holy places, before the presence of the Creator of the universe, God who is our Father, and the Spirit within us, cries Abba Father. Lord, we just surrender to your Spirit, we just surrender to our Father, we accept the goodness that you shower upon us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Um, today we 're going to talk about perfecting holiness, okay now, just to start off, the word "holy" means to be set apart for God to be exclusively his. It means to be prepared for God to have solemn right to be pure, to be clean. How are we prepared for God? Jesus, the work of Jesus, prepared us for God, and as we accept. The work of Jesus as we stand in a completed finished work of Jesus Christ we are holy we are we have been separated unto God I just wrote some things here uh, this morning now I'm not holy because of my deeds because we always thought that I do a holy thing therefore I am holy now I'm not holy because of what I do or do not do I am holy because of the position that I find myself in. I am holy because of the place where I stand. And where I stand is in the completed, finished work of Jesus Christ. If I abide in the finished work of Jesus, I am holy. The moment I try to work to please God, the moment I try to work to be holy by what I do or what I do not do, I take myself out of the place of abiding in the finished work of Jesus Christ and I become unholy. So, if I try to do something holy out of my own efforts, I become unholy. Holiness is not what I do or do not do. Holiness is the place where I stand, which is the finished work of Jesus Christ. And I abide in that. As long as I abide in the finished work of Jesus Christ... I'm holy before God. I'm set apart for God. Now, we'll we'll go into some scriptures that, that will explain that. Now, to perfect holiness is not a process. Okay? So, I'm either holy or I'm not. I'm not holy if I take myself out of the work of Jesus Christ. I'm holy if I stay in the work of Jesus Christ. Now, holiness is not a process. To perfect holiness... It's not a process. It's not a, uh, uh, something that I desire to attain to. I perfect holiness by staying in the work of Jesus. It's not a process I'm going through. There's a difference between holiness and sanctification. Okay, Sanctification is the work of God within me manifesting in my body. That's sanctification. The fruit of the Spirit. Uh, manifesting in this body, manifesting out from this body. That is sanctification. There's a difference between sanctification and holiness. As I stand here today, I am holy. No matter what I did yesterday, no matter what I said this morning, as you sit here, you are holy as you abide in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And you have perfected holiness. Do you understand that? So, I'm not working to attain to holiness. I am holy. Okay? Some people say, I'm not where I'm supposed to be, but at least I'm not where I was yesterday. Now, that's a lie. Okay? Because I am where I am supposed to be. Come on. I am in the finished work of Jesus Christ. If someone tells you, you're not where you're supposed to be, they're looking at what you do. Okay, And I'm holy, free from what I do. I'm holy because of what Jesus has done. So I'm not striving to attain to holiness. I am holy. It's just an icebreaker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so is that clear, eh? 2 Corinthians 6 verse 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said. I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, when we read that, that should not condemn us, that should not put us into a place where we now work to be holy. So we need to understand what that is saying. Okay? Now, the first thing I want to show you is... The word idol. It says, what agreement has a temple of God with idols? Okay? Now, the Greek word idol is a phantom or a likeness. That which is seen or an idea, fancy, an image to represent a false god. So, it's like a ghost. Something that's not really there. Okay? And also, the Hebrew word uh, denotes vanity, a thing of naught. It was to call a vain thing nothing in the world. Four called idols nothing in the world. It's vanity. It's nothing. Vanity is nothing. Now an idol is to say that I will be holy by what I do. That's an idol. Okay? a so likeness. Man in the garden, uh, Satan came to Eve. He said, do you want to be like God? Then do this thing. Do the right thing and do not do the wrong thing. So that's, do you want to be in the likeness of God? and do something. So I see the likeness of God. I see that God is holy, that God is pure. And now by what I want to do, I want to be like God. That is an idol. That is vanity. It means nothing. It's nothing in this world. It means nothing if you do something right. It means nothing if you do something wrong. Because that doesn't make you holy. What makes you holy is the work of Jesus Christ. That is why Paul called idols nothing in this world. Because your deeds cannot define you. What defines us is the work of Jesus Christ. Okay? So, I do not work to be holy. Now it says, And what agreement there is the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Now, the word temple, that word, means the central sanctuary itself. The sanctuary in the temple into which only the priests could lawfully enter. That's from a word that means to dwell. So, it says, we are the temple of God. Which means what? That God dwells in this body. Now, it means the central sanctuary in the temple that was made with hands if we look at a picture of the temple that was made with hands this is uh, the outer court. that is the holy place and that is the holiest of holies now that word temple refers to this part ok so it says we were the temple of God now that was such a holy separate special place that only the priest was allowed to enter into that place Okay, And that was the place where it was seen that God dwells. It was seen that God dwelled in the most holy of holy places that was separated from the holy place with a veil. Okay, So when you see that, what do you need to see? You need to see how special you are. That is what you need to see. You need to see um, how sacred, set-apart, special I am for God that this is the holy place, the most holy of holy places that God chooses to inhabit through His own being. That is what we need to see. We need to see how special I am in this world. That God has called me to be separate, to be holy, to be consecrated to Him, to be a place where He lives through His being. That is who I am. And we need to see that. Now, now the Most Holy of Holy Places was kept in darkness. It was separated with that veil which was that thick veil and it was in utter darkness. Now that veil speaks about the body of Jesus that was torn. As the body of Jesus was torn, the way into the Most Holy of Holy Places was opened. But that veil also speaks about the veil that is over all nations of this world, which is the veil of the law which is the veil that says, I am defined by what I do. Okay, As I work to please God, I am defined by that. Now, that is the veil that is over all nations. Because if you look at the world, all religions of this world say that I am blessed by what I do. The moment you believe that, there is a veil that comes over your heart, over your mind, over your eyes, and you cannot see the goodness of God. Now that is what happened to me. For the most longest period of my life I was in such a place and I could not see the goodness of God. But the moment when I understood the finished, completed work of Jesus Christ, that veil was taken away and I could see the goodness, the love, the unconditional love of God towards me and then I could see myself because I am in the likeness of God. And that darkness that kept God hidden from me, which is the works of the law, as that was taken away, I could enter into the light of my innocence, the light of who I am, through the work of Jesus Christ. And I become a being inhabit- inhabited by the being of God. God dwells within me. And the most holy of holy places becomes India. here. you understand that? So you are the most holy of holy places because you are inhabited by the being of God. It is not a place that is outside of us. It is a place that is inside of me because inside of me dwells the most holy God. Profound. Now, if you read Genesis, um, It's after Adam and Eve had fallen. It says they heard the voice of God walking in the garden and they hid themselves. Okay? Now the voice of God is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. He is the voice of God. I believe that's why it says that the voice of God was walking in the garden. It was Jesus who is the voice, the Word of God. And they heard Him walking in the garden and they hid themselves from God because it says... They saw their nakedness. Now, nakedness means unrighteousness because they could see now that now they try to be righteous by what they do, which puts them in a place of unrighteousness. So now they hear the voice of God walking. They hear Jesus. They see Jesus. And they hid themselves from the presence of God. And the moment they did that, they separated themselves from the presence of God And the veil was drawn over all of mankind, hiding man from the presence of God. That's what happened to us. But then Jesus came, and Jesus tore that veil apart, and Jesus made us the righteousness of God, so that we do not have to hide ourselves from God anymore. Amen. Now it says... For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them. That will dwell. So God is saying, I will dwell in you. I will stay in you. To dwell in, it means to dwell in one and influence him for good. That is a verb. Now that is the grace of God. Because the grace of God is the influence of God. So for God to dwell in us, God comes and He abides in us and He influences us for good. Because I find within me the power of God that influences me, that manifests the love of God in this world. And that is a verb, okay? That is a verb because it's the work of God. It's not my work. So God influencing me, manifesting Himself in this body, in this world, through this body. It's the work of God, not my work. I do not work to be holy. I allow God to manifest Himself in this holy place. The work of God. Um, that is a combination of two words, the Greek word in and the Greek word dwell. Now in is a fixed position, a relation of rest. Dwell is to occupy a house that is to inhabit, to remain by implication, to cohabit so in this body, God uh, uh, attains a fixed position God comes to rest in this body this is the temple of God as I accept the work of Jesus Christ I find that there is peace between me and God the moment I try to work to please God I take myself out of that peace, out of that rest of God so I abide in the work of Jesus I come to rest and I find that God rests in this temple and He cohabits this temple, this body, and He lives in here with me and we are at peace in this temple. There is no longer a feeling that God is angry with me, that I I have displeased God, that I have to work to please God, that I have to work to be blessed. I find that there is no fear in this temple as to what is God going to do to me. Or what, what's going to happen tomorrow that's going to uh, bring a curse on my life there's no fear there is peace with the most holy being there is peace in this temple with the creator of the universe the all powerful almighty God it says for you are the temple of the living God as God has said I will dwell in them and walk in them To walk means to go about in, to walk in. It's also a verb. So in this body, God walks, God lives. As I live in this life, God walks with me. Because He's not next to me. He's inside of me. He's not next to me that I have to follow His footsteps. He's inside of me. We are one. He cohabits this body. I dwell with Him. There's no um, need to keep up with God. Maybe I'm going to miss him. No, he's not next to me. He's inside of me. He's not in front of me. He's inside of me. I am in God and God is in me. He walks in me. Again, it's a combination of the Greek word in and the Greek word walk. To walk at large, especially as proof of ability. Figuratively to live as a companion. In this body, what do I find? The ability of God. I'm strengthened by the strength of God. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. I find not my own ability. I find not my own strength in this body. I find the ability and the strength of God. I live by the ability, by the influence, by the help of God. As I'm joined in unity with God through the work of Jesus Christ, and by accepting that and refusing to uh, listen to messages that are preached to me, that condemns me, that makes me feel like uh, um, uh, uh, I have to work to please this being. I refuse to accept that. I refuse to listen to it. The moment I do that, I take myself out of the peace of God. And I come into a place where I want to hide myself from God because I see my own nakedness. I do not listen to that. I listen to someone who tells me that I am the righteousness of God, that I am perfect in the sight of God, that I am the holiness of God, and I stay in the peace of God. God walks in this body, manifests in this body. That is where I stay. Thank you, Jesus. It says, verse 17, wherefore come not from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Touch not to touch, to means, to fasten myself, to to adhere to, to cling to, implying participation. What is unclean? What makes me unclean? What is inside of me, that is what Jesus says, what is inside of me makes me unclean, not what comes in from the outside. What makes me unclean is what I believe. If I believe the right thing about myself, I am clean in the sight of God. And I'm clean in my own mind. But if I believe the wrong thing, the the wrong thing which says that I have to work to be holy, that makes me unclean. If I believe that over here I have to work to be holy, I become unclean because I believe the wrong thing. Because I say that what I, by what I do I will be like God, but I am like God through what Jesus has done, you understand that? So what makes me unclean is a wrong doctrine that I believe, so now to touch is to participate in a wrong doctrine, okay? Because if I believe that what I do I am holy, it's the flesh, it's the works of the law, that is what Galatians clearly says. The moment I abide in a doctrine like that, what will manifest in my life? The fruits of the flesh. Because the harder I try to work to please God, the more the flesh will manifest in my life. The more sin will manifest in my life because the purpose of the law is to manifest sin in my life. And that makes me unclean. But the moment I abide in the Spirit, which is the grace, the indwelling presence of God and I refuse to work to please God, what will manifest in my life is the fruits of His Spirit. Okay? Have I lost you there somewhere? Maybe I've lost myself there somewhere, eh? <laughs> so you understand what makes me unclean is what I believe. So if God says, that's not an unclean thing, it means do not participate, do not believe a wrong doctrine, which says that the work of Jesus is some small work that just gives me eternal life, but in this life I still have to work to be blessed. That is a wrong doctrine. The work of Jesus is a mighty powerful work that brings me the blessing of God. So, to, to go out and to be separate does not mean that I separate myself from people, because that's what they did. They walked into what's a cloister, no, no. yeah a monastery so now what did people do they lock themselves behind the doors of a monastery because they want to be separate from the world but in that monastery the doctrine of the world was ruling because the law ruled in that monastery so I do not separate myself from people to be holy I separate myself from a wrong doctrine and I find myself in a place where I am holy so I do not separate myself, see the world as being people. The world is the doctrine of Satan, which is a law system. You can read it in Colossians 2 verse 20, it clearly says that it. It's not something that we just dream up. Read Colossians 2 verse 20, you'll clearly see the world is the law system. Okay? It says, now, it says, this is the promise, that you are the temple of God, you are the righteousness of God, which is the promise that was made to Abraham, which is a righteousness by faith. Now, these promises are that God will inhabit this body. In this body, God will come to dwell. You have this promise. Now, because you have this promise, because we have this promise, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, how do I cleanse myself? from filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Okay? Just think of that. How then do I cleanse myself from filthiness of the flesh and spirit? By abiding in the work of Jesus Christ. That is how I cleanse myself. By saying I will no longer work to be clean, I will abide in Jesus. And I work to clean, cleanse myself By just saying, I abide in the work of Jesus. Allowing God to manifest within me. That is how I cleanse myself. I surrender to the work of Jesus Christ. I surrender to the life, the power, the spirit, the being of God. And allow God to manifest himself within me. I cleanse myself by refusing to believe a doctrine that says otherwise. By refusing to accept that doctrine into my mind, into my heart, which is what I believe I refuse to accept that doctrine in my house. I refuse it. That is how I cleanse myself. I cleanse myself by stopping to work to be holy. That's how I cleanse myself. Because the moment I try to work to be holy, I make myself unclean. Because I'm saying that I'm holy by the work of these these hands. and the work of these hands can never make me holy. But the work of Jesus' hands makes me holy. Now, it says, Cleanse myself from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. So, I, I, I believe the right doctrine. Now, as I believe the right doctrine, I am holy. And then God sanctifies me and He manifests in His body. So, my flesh is sanctified. Uh, because God, the power of God within me, ceases sin within me. And I find that things that I struggled with, God stops it. Because it is the power of God working within me. I do not strive to get rid of this thing that I struggle with. I surrender to God. The power of God within me cuts this awful. And I rest in the power of God. And I find after two weeks, after three months, after one day, who knows how long. That thing that was hanging on to me that I struggled with, where is it? It just dropped off along the way. Because the power of God just cut it off from me. God sanctifying me. The power of God. As I believe the right thing, but if I continue to believe that I have to work to be holy, the flesh will continue to manifest within me. That is why when I when I was in the law, abiding in that doctrine, I continually struggled with things. It was a continual struggle. That is why people will say it is so difficult to be a Christian. Because they're continually working hard to get rid of this thing that I know is not supposed to be here. But no matter how hard you try, it can go away for two weeks, but then after two weeks it's just back again and it's such a struggle to be a Christian why is it a struggle? because I'm working hard to get rid of it I need to stop doing that now, perfecting holiness, that word perfecting means to accomplish, to finish, to bring to an end so holiness is accomplished as I abide in the work of Jesus Christ it's perfected it's as simple as that John 15 Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, he that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and it is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned." So, this is perfecting holiness, abiding in the vine. As I abide in Jesus who is the vine, the fruit, the life of God will manifest within me. But the moment I do not abide in Jesus by saying that I will work to be holy, i cut off from the vine which is Jesus Christ. I perfect holiness by abiding in Jesus. I just want to show you something I forgot about. It says, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. The fear of God is to not add anything to the work of God. To not add anything to the work of Jesus Christ. That is the fear of God plain and simple. Okay? I do not fear God if I say that I'm going to work to be holy. Then I do not fear God because there's nothing I can do to be holy. My best deeds are faulty rags. That is the fear of God. Do you understand that? I want to explain that. Okay. Now, Ephesians 2 verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and if not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So we are saved by grace. Grace is the power of God, the influence of God. I'm saved. If I believe, if I accept the doctrine that God works within me, the grace, the power of God works within me and I am saved. You understand that? It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I'm not made holy, I'm not saved by what I do. And then I stay in that. I'm not saved by grace and then I work to be holy. Holy. I'm saved by grace and I'm saved by the life of God which manifests holiness within me. I do not separate the two. They are one. For we are His workmanship. God works within us. We are created in Jesus unto good works. So God works within me and good works manifest. What is good works? The fruit of the Spirit. Not abiding in the law. Not working to be holy. That is a good work. God works that within me. I find that He makes me, He sanctifies me, He cuts off the fruits of the flesh, He sees the sin to exist in my life. It's a good work, just abiding in the work of Jesus Christ. Psalm, Psalm 29 verse 1 <clears throat> Give unto the Lord, O might. give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord glory due unto His name, Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So we give unto the Lord strength. We say, Lord, I will not work to be like you. You have the strength to make me to be like you. I give glory to the Lord. I give glory to His strength. I accept the strength of God within this body that makes me like God. That is what it means to give strength to God. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. So yes, i will give to the Lord what is due to His name by saying that I cannot work to please God. I'll give to the Lord glory due to His name, the name of Jesus' Savior. He's the one who saves me. He's the one who keeps me saved. I give that glory to Him. He's the one who does it, not me. I'm blessed by what He has done, by the glory of His name, by the glory of His work, by the glory of His strength. Not by the glory of my strength, not by the glory of my work, but the glory of His name. Amen. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Now, beauty, what, what is the beauty of God? That is Jesus Christ. The work of Jesus is the beautiful thing that God has done. while taking a sinner, taking me, and making me the righteousness of God. That is the beauty of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And holiness is to be separated unto God. So I see Jesus who is the beauty of God and I find that as I abide in the beauty of God who is Jesus Christ, I am separated unto this God. I am holy, I stay holy as I abide in the beauty of Jesus. Now when I see Jesus who is the beauty of God, what do I see? I see my beauty you see. Because if I see Jesus, I see who I am. So if I see the beauty of Jesus, I see my own beauty. Because Jesus is in me and I am in him. So I see my beauty if I see the beauty of Jesus. Now, I do not work to make myself beautiful to God. I abide in Jesus. I am beautiful. Um, you know this, um, I I don't really know everything they say, but you know this book of Esther that they took and they said, now you have to beautify yourself for the king. You have to beautify, like Esther beautified herself for the king, now you have to go through a whole process to beautify yourself for God. That is a lie. Okay? I do not work to beautify myself for God. I abide in Jesus, and I am beautiful for God. I cut that thing off. That is a lie. I do not work to make myself acceptable, beautiful for God. I do not go through processes to make myself beautiful for God. I abide in the work of Jesus as He is from am life. I am beautiful to God. I am acceptable to God by the work of Jesus Christ. Now, if you read Exodus 28... Talks about Aaron, who is the high priest. Aaron is a figure of Jesus Christ. Okay? So God said to Moses, Aaron has to get beautiful garments, holy garments. As he puts those garments on, those garments beautify him. Now Aaron is the figure of Jesus Christ. Okay? And the only garments that that speaks of is the church. So what beautifies Jesus Christ? We. We are the garments, the church is the clothes, the garments that beautify Jesus Christ. As Jesus gathers us, His church, His bride to Him, He puts us on, and the glory of Jesus is you. What beautifies Jesus is you abiding in the work of Jesus Christ. That is what beautifies Jesus. The glory of Jesus is His bride. That is the glory of Jesus. And we need to see that, that we are beautiful to God. I think I'm going to skip this next verse and finish with this one. If you look at this, Psalm 45, this, uh, the pre- previous verse speaks of uh, Jesus. King's daughters were among thy honorable women. Upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of Ophir. Hearken, O daughter, and consider... And incline thine ear, forget also thine own people and thy father's house. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty. For he is thy Lord, and worship thou him. Talking prophetically of Jesus and the bride of Jesus. It says, Jesus, who is a king, shall greatly desire your beauty. So, God is saying that he desires your beauty. And we attain that beauty by just abiding in the work of Jesus Christ. It says, next to the king who is Jesus stands the queen who is the bride who is us, adorned in gold. Gold speaks of divinity. So I am the bride of Jesus. I find myself adorned in gold. I find myself adorned with the divinity, the life, the power, the strength, the glory of God. And the king says to me, I greatly desire your beauty. In the beauty of holiness being set apart for God. So, where you are now, we surrender to the life of God. We accept the beauty of Jesus as my own beauty. And the king desires my beauty. And he takes me, he puts me on, and my beauty becomes his beauty. As His beauty becomes my beauty. I am in Him and He is in me. Amen. So thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. You are beautiful. And we worship you in the beauty of holiness. In the beauty of being set apart for God for the life of God, living, dwelling, manifesting within me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that I can know that I am your beauty. As you are my beauty, I am your beauty. Thank you, Jesus. I am adorned in gold, in divinity, in the life of God. Thank you, Jesus. So where you are seated now, just see yourself adorned In gold, in divinity, the glory of God covers you. The divinity of God, the beauty of Jesus covers you. You are holy in the sight of God. You have been separated unto the life of God, the power of God. Just see yourself as beautiful in the sight of God. God does not reject you. God does not push you away. No, God sees the beauty of Jesus covering you. God accepts you. He pulls you closer. He draws you into the most holy of holy places. He covers you with His beauty as you become His beauty. You are beautiful to God. You enter into the most holy of holy places. As you enter that place, you find that that place is inside of you. The place where God dwells in this temple. See the God of the universe dwelling within you. We see that. We see that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you.